Hey guys, welcome to the Wild PPC Bunch podcast. My name is Lazar and I'm a PPC nerd. I have over 10 years of experience in online advertising and currently I'm the owner of the growing Amazon advertising agency called Sellers Alley. And I'm Brent, the owner of AMZ Pathfinder. I started this company five years ago and we've been working in online advertising since 2013. Every week we will spend around 30 minutes covering one topic and it will get nerdy, I promise. We'll prepare a topic covering everything from PPC basics, in-depth strategy, and current trends. One thing's for sure, you won't be bored and you will hear insights, tactics, and ideas straight from two experienced agency owners. So strap in for the ride and enjoy. All right, guys, this is a new episode of Wild PPC Bunch. And today we're talking about something super interesting. We're talking about metrics and we're talking about common discussed metrics and the most important ones. Of course, there's Brent with, with me today and hello, Brent. Hello, hello, Lazar. How's it going? It's pretty well. It's sunny day in Belgrade, Serbia, so it's going to be nice. Sounds great. Liking that new office too. Looking very nice. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So we're going to discuss something that people usually ask us about and like, are we tracking some stuff or like, are we um, thinking about some certain metric while we are optimizing their accounts and so on. So like, I know that you guys in AMZ Pathfinder, just like us in uh, Sellers Alley, track a lot of different metrics and like, exactly. We're like really in details with that. And I know that like both your and my team are <laughs> like, don't like those days when they're doing a lot of reporting because it's like a whole bunch of different data, but it's really, really helps at a bigger scale. That's got to be one of the biggest tasks for any agency is like proper reporting because there's so much information that we all know. And as ad experts, the people on the team know, but being able to translate that to uh, clients who don't have the time or interest necessarily to learn every single tiny metric or, uh, you know, don't maybe don't understand some of them, like the significance or nuances of them. So education is always a big piece, but also distilling it down to a level that's palatable. You know, the CEO of a company like has, I want to see this on my desk. I want to read this, this and this. I don't care about the rest, you know. So sometimes it has to be custom tailored to that person's preferences or, you know, uh, their their preference to shield themselves from oh too much information, which is an yeah. interesting idea. But we can dive into that in a future episode. <laughs> yeah, sometimes people don't want to see all the metrics, and also like something that 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 we realize in in our agency, people usually like half of them really like a lot of spreadsheets and a lot of data and a lot of information. Mm -hmm. The mm -hmm. other guys like charts, and like they're visual guys, and they just like to see if the peak is going up or like the line is going down. And that's something that is worrying them. And basically right. we, we try to, to, to create a hybrid on, on our end. So we, we try to show both of the metrics. So mm -hmm. I think we should go through some metrics that people usually ask you about and that, that are asking us about as well. So like, what are the things that people usually ask you? Like, hey guys, uh, like, can, can you please decrease our spend or like increase our sales? Or if you're magicians, can you do both? Like <laughs> Simultaneously <laughs> while standing on one foot. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I think that the elephant in the room is, of course, ACOS. And, I, you know, I feel like this podcast is a bit more advanced level. We don't need to go into describing what that is. And clients can lose sight of other metrics if they're too focused on just the idea of ACOS or ACOS alone as like the most important thing. And just to be clear, it's, it's, it's important, but it's not the most important thing. 
really what's important is tracking a variety of trends over time. You know, focusing on any one day is not going to really get you much as a business owner. And at the agency side, certainly this is true for both of us. Like we're not really focused on, oh my God, the conversion rate plummeted on this one day. Well, I mean, that might be the sign of something bigger, but really what's the trend? You know, what are we looking at over time? Is it plummeting and then staying down? Because that's far more worrying than just one day that's a blip on the radar. So those are the two other pieces of this that I think are, are interesting to bring up is trends versus singular days and ACOS not being the, the sole focus of everything. Oh, I just want to jump in with, with one thing. Like People usually miss the part when there is 72-hour discrepancy on Amazon. So they check what happened like this morning with sales. And right, yeah, useless. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's, that's not the thing like that, that you can see with, with smaller sellers. That's like across the board with everybody. Mm-hmm. So, like there, there are random sellers from, from each category or group that they're doing that. But like it's, it's like when, when, when you have a scale that is not working and you're measuring your weight. And like it's mm-hmm, it's not mm-hmm. it's not the right number, but if you're making progress, you're going to see it. So <laughs> I understand <laughs> I I, under, I understand that point of view. But like overall, as as you mentioned, ACUS is super important. But like what we usually like to to discuss with our clients is spent as a percentage of total revenue. It's mm-hmm. it's the metric with like the most names ever in the world. I think that's right. <laughs> <laughs> let's 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 list them out just so people know. So we call it blended ACOS at Pathfinder. Or we call it real ACOS. Real ACOS. Some people call it total ACOS and they like to abbreviate that tacos because obviously the Mexican taco is one of the finest food items in the world. So why would you not want to say that? Um, and then <laughs> what other what other uh, what other abbreviations have you heard? Those are the those are the couple I can think of. Yeah, the, these are like the most common, like blended, real um tacos or total total like yeah overall we start with spend as a percentage of total revenue or as somebody would say (laughs) then then less all all of the abbreviations that people are using right and that's one of the most important things like when when people say um, about acus or real acus or blended acus they usually uh, want to have a specific number, but like what they usually miss is the point when you you imagine that you have like real store, like you open a retail store in in your street, mm-hmm. and you want to do some advertising for it. You're selling TVs, and like first week you're giving them away for free, and nobody's going to take them because nobody knows that that you're giving them away for free so you Mm. need to invest in marketing so like initially when you're doing product launches or like or or if you're just starting the business or whatever like that needs some kind of push you're not going to see the same number just like you would see when when campaign has history and product has a whole bunch of reviews and so on and like right that that that's the thing that that usually people miss or skip so i i would definitely think about that part as well so what did you see is that is like really good blended acus or real acus that in the account sure so talking from a from a percentages standpoint which is how it should be measured as as, as the outcome you know we typically will see with uh, I would say a medium sized account and I would classify that as, you know, maybe 350,000 to, uh, I don't know, 700,000. This is a rough range us dollars per month in sales. Like maybe they have a blended somewhere that falls between eight to 12%. 
Where accounts that are closer to a million US dollars a month, those might be four, five, six. You know, we have some clients who want to keep that at a very specific percentage. And then the smaller accounts, they usually have a higher one. Like, you know, uh, examine an account recently that was at 150K. Um, and so theirs was uh, closer to like 14 or 15. And, you know, if you just do the math on that, you can see what the ad spend would be uh, because of those revenue figures I was just giving are, uh, you know, obviously the relationship there, you can figure that out. But uh, if it's too high above 15, I think that uh, at any account size, you're starting to enter an area where you need to think about that uh, and maybe figure out how to get it down. Of course, there are things that influence it that are beyond our control on the advertising side, you know, totally outside of the zone of, of what we can deal with, like COVID, for instance. Obviously, we saw that figure go all over the place for some clients. It became super small when they had explosions of sales. And then others that had demand fall off a cliff well, it started to look really big because, oh, we were spending, but conversion rates were down, sales were down, nobody was using their products, whatever they might be. And yes. so mm -hmm. that's like a big consideration. Yeah, people usually, uh, like when, when they just need to be aware of it, like if it's above 15 and like what's the reason for it. And like sometimes they, they try to push sales or they act more aggressively, which is absolutely fine. And they are just aware that there's some bleeding of the money in, in the account. So that's a cool part as well. Yeah, I should say, you know, everything I just said, if you're launching or if you have a lot of products in your catalog that are launching, that should be accounted for differently. For sure, that's going to be a different percentage, much higher. Yeah, like if everything is on autopilot, like without like bumps and like having new launches and stuff like that. Yeah. Like you should keep around eight to 12%. But like what we realized, because like when, when we, when we track blended acres, what we usually track is, um, ad revenue as percentage of total revenue. So that's the metric that people don't usually look for, mm -hmm. but like it's super close to blended acres. So when you try to do a push and like, when you see that ad revenue is improving, like it's increasing and maybe it's not profitable that much so your blended acres is going up but like if your total revenue is not increasing obviously your blended acres is going to go way more up than than if if total revenue increased more mm -hmm. they need to to grow together basically so if if you see that your ad revenue is increasing but total revenue is staying the same basically your ad revenue is um, your ads are like cannibalizing your sales. They're eating your organic sales. And that's something that you don't want, basically. And that's yeah, something those, that we can see. Well, those two things are close cousins. Yeah. And, and to speak to more exact percentages with that, um, I think we call this percentage attributed, just to give it a shorthand mm -hmm. name. So percentage of sales attributed to advertising. So we just call it percentage attributed. It would be uh, maybe between 25 and 35% is like a good range. If you're getting 50% of your overall sales on Amazon attributed to ads, you're probably over-reliant on ads and going into this idea of uh, cannibalization, which is a, a nasty word to use for it. But <laughs> that's the common thing that people say. And you know, I, I stick with it. But that is, you know, that might be the case. If you're, if you're too high on that percentage, you might be ranking well, actually, but then uh, superseding it with ads in too many places and paying for sales you might get uh, organically. And that goes back to a question that I'm sure you get a lot, which is like, how can we prevent that from happening? Well, it's very hard to prove a negative. So that is a, that's a, one of these Amazon puzzles that I think will forever, uh, forever uh, confront us. Yeah, like you can definitely work on your organic sales. On the other hand, like it looks like organic sale, but it's 
search find buy or it's um, some newsletter traffic or like your AdWords or Google Ads or some external traffic that you're bringing. Basically, mm -hmm. you're spending money, but you're not spending directly. You're not giving it to Amazon. You're giving it to some other platform, but like dragging some traffic to, to your Amazon listing. And like, are, are you going to calculate that number in your spend or not? It's up to you. But like, you need to be aware of extra spend that you're having. And that's something that is going to affect your blended acres like at, at big time so like what right. what we usually see is like for small uh, clients for sm smaller sellers that are, that are just starting it's okay to have um higher as revenue as percentage of, to of total revenue just because they don't have brand awareness like i agree if, if there is brand called lazar like nobody's going to type for it because like nobody knows about it yeah who's searching for lazar anyway i i have no idea dude can't imagine can't imagine <laughs> why why would you do that I didn't know. I, I I would do that to check my my pictures and check check your rank just to check your rank. <laughs> Make sure you're number one still. Yeah, <clears throat> who's the other Lazar? We're brand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So mm -hmm. uh, percentage attributed is those are the two big we uh, we we could think of here. Which one do you want to tackle next? We got a whole list here. Yeah, they're they're like guys. We have a list of thirty of them. So, <laughs> <laughs> so even more. Yeah. So. Do you want to talk like one of the things that that we should definitely discuss, like um, like when somebody says like, can you increase our sales? Like, how do you usually do it? Like, it's not about just spending more money. It's just focusing on smaller numbers. It's focusing on improving some different metrics, like mm -hmm. um, CTR or conversion rate, or increasing your average order value. Like, I'm not really sure that a lot of people are. Uh, checking their average order value, especially if they're checking their PPC order value versus oral order value. Like something that, that we usually see, that's, those are the metrics that we usually track on weekly level. Uh, mm -hmm. we, we can see that PPC order value, like average one, is higher for like 5 to 10% comparing to average order value in, in oral. And that's mostly because uh, you have display ads that are cross-targeting your products. You're like every ASIN targeting option that it can include your ASINs, like for defending mm -hmm. your listing. We usually do it at a big scale to protect uh, listings from competitors and uh, basically show our ads on our product listings. And we do it in a manner with um, doing some cross-sale or trying to upsell the product, like to sell something more expensive or like with higher quality or more options instead of the one that people are already on. Mm -hmm. So because of that, average order value goes up. And also because... Um, You're saying it's because they buy two of them or because... Both. Yeah. Both, both options. Like if people are buying two of them or like... Uh, buying two complementary products like that work really good together sure. or if they're buying more expensive product your average order value is, is increasing and that's the reason why average ppc order value is higher than like organic one just because of that yeah i don't think we do enough comparison between the two uh we do track it but we don't do enough comparison between the two and that should be a good exercise for us to take on yeah definitely like it, it's it's a good way to to uh, place your products in frequently bought together sections like there is no cheat way how to do it there is no um mm -hmm. like black hat or white hat stuff that you can do to to show your product in frequently bought together section with other product 
basically mm-hmm. what needs to happen is that people buy both products together like right. as simple as that so like what we usually do is just cross cross targeting of faces and like hope that it's going to work after some time right and some of the information in the market basket analysis consideration reports and brand analytics you can use to do that especially the market basket because you can set the setting to show uh you know exclude your products and you can see what other mm-hmm. customers or buying that's not yours. And that's a good way to get other competitor listings. But if you want it to show only your products, you can do that too. And then that allows you to export the report and try the try that same tactic. Um, but maybe that's maybe that's a little bit outside the scope of this metrics discussion. Can we, can we go to um, the one I was maybe most excited about? Of Page course. views, sessions, clicks. Because this is such an unholy mess I skipped on it Amazon. because I hate it. <laughs> 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 well, it's, it's, it's like a pile of spaghetti that is all tied together. And some of it's cooked and some of it's not cooked. It's impossible to, t- to pull it apart. Um, but essentially, you know, one of the problems we've encountered for years now, this is not some recent thing. And this is shared across many agencies, consultants that I speak to and Lazar and I you know mutually is you know tracking the percentage of sessions attributed to ads versus overall is very complicated because Amazon is not clear about how they count an actual session. You know, there are some circumstances where if the person's not on the page long enough, as I understand it, it won't count as a session. There are certain traffic sources that they might filter and not count as sessions because they're like not legitimate enough. It's very unclear. And I think Amazon wants it opaque. So essentially what we've determined is that tracking this as a percentage, like what percentage of your overall sessions comes from ads is actually a useless exercise. And we no longer do it after doing it for years and talking to clients about it. I'm curious to know what you guys do because this is, uh, yeah, this is a, a continued bone of contention a lot amongst a lot of agencies, consultants, but it's not something that a lot of clients really actually care about too much in our experience. Yeah, it's it's absolutely crazy. To be honest, I, I hate it a lot. And one of the <laughs> things that, that uh, we can see pretty often is like when, when you compare clicks, like let, let, let's talk about all of the options that you can have when it comes to page view. So page view is basically when you have a client that viewed your product listing page, obviously. And mm-hmm. session, on the other hand, is explained by Amazon uh as like how did they explain it a visit to your amazon.com page by a user all activity within 24 hour period is considered to be a session right so it's a unique yeah in like the parlance of google analytics right yeah and like third thing that you have there is clicks that you can Mm -hmm. see in campaign manager and like the amount of clicks are not the same as the amount of sessions like when you compare one time period and like obviously Total visits are the highest numbers. So right, right. total visits are, are, are like, usually, I, I, I don't have percentage to compare it, to be honest. Like, we, we could definitely do it, but, like... Don't to, bother. <laughs> yeah, like, literally nobody ever asked me to do it. So yeah. we never did it to tell you, like, this is the total visits compared to sessions or, mm-hmm. like, that kind of stuff. So, um, but what's pretty interesting that, that, that I see sometimes is that clicks which is like insane are there are more clicks than than sessions right we have the same exact problem so how does that make any sense you know let's assume that there are some people who click on the ads that have clicked before okay even allowing for a small percentage of that there's no way that it could be that high you know because we sometimes have it you know we've done the math it's like 120 percent clicks (laughs) versus 
uh, versus, uh, you know, the sessions like, well, that doesn't make any sense. Um, and that's even allowing for something like, OK, maybe there are different SKUs in the ad group. Uh, but, you know, let's let's take an example where there were not. So we know that that person clicked through and they landed on that page. They had to. Um, it just doesn't add up. Basically, the math does not make sense. So, yeah, like, 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 like in in a logical world, 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 like clicks should be the lowest number, then sessions, then total visits should be, or page views should be the biggest. Page number. views should be, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it, it's 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 a total mess. I, I I hate that part. And when somebody asks me about it, I I'm getting a headache because <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. If um, anyone from Amazon ever hears this. <laughs> please, yeah, please please send us an email yeah, we, would, we would highly appreciate it clear this up i've even seen internal communications from amazon that someone had forwarded me and you know their explanation was as clear as mud like i, I wasn't able to learn anything from it it was not <laughs> useful i was like oh my god this is just a nightmare so before we get headaches maybe we should move on to the next metric <laughs> yeah and, and to be honest i'm happy that not a lot of sellers are asking about that like we track changes in clicks and changes mm -hmm. in sessions and total mm -hmm. visits over weeks like compare week over week over week right and, so and that's on. useful that's useful. yeah yeah so we can see like trends and like when you see that a lot of visits are there and a lot of clicks are there and like conversion rate is low and you don't have any so like when you compare those metrics and when you see you can see the trends basically and like mm -hmm. uh, brent for example like how do you recognize that the product is in low season or high season? What what kind of metrics do you usually look at? Well, just total visit page views. Um, and then what's the conversion rate? How does that look versus where it was doing well? Like, has it dropped by a, a percentage and a half? Um, we also ask the client sometimes, like, is this your high season, your low season? And then, you know, total sales. No, we're not just looking at uh, PPC in isolation. What are total sales doing? Yeah. All and those like, things are usually helpful. Uh, I'm sorry for like jumping from one topic to another, like, but this kind of stuff that you're checking for high season or low season is something that you can check to to check for click fraud. And the thing about mm -hmm. click fraud is that people are usually talking a lot about it, and it doesn't really happen that often. And it's not in in a manner that you're going to to lose like 100k. Like depending on the account size, obviously, but usually it's just like a couple of thousands or so on. I know it's still a huge amount of money, but like, how often did, did you did you manage to catch catch click fraud until now? We just had it like a couple of times in like our lifetime. Oh, I can think of a handful of instances over the past five years. Like and and like when it comes to metrics, there, uh, what we usually see there, uh, the amount of impressions are more or less the same. So that didn't change. Uh, CPC is usually even going a bit lower mm -hmm. because more and more people are clicking on 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 the ad and like Amazon, no matter the placement or anything. Yeah, yeah. Like and Amazon thinks that you're more relevant because people are clicking on you and they're showing in, showing you and 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 your your click is getting cheaper and cheaper. But mm -hmm. there are no sales. Like one of the things that we see there that is and the click through rate super high, right? Isn't yeah, that one of the telltale it's... signs. So the mm. the click through rate is suddenly you know something that you would never experience. Like okay, it's seven percent. It's like okay, so something's going on here. That because that would be unusual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's something super crazy that happened. Okay, so <laughs> we talked we talked about click fraud <laughs> and we didn't even want to do it. Didn't even have that on the chart. Yeah. Hey, yeah, but you yeah. know what? 
it's all it's all good yeah sorry about that i i, I just jumped with it like it's it's a random conversation like the the idea of this podcast is also to to talk in the same manner just like we usually talk about like on on our regular calls so guys you you had a chance to see like how we think like outside <laughs> of the regular not always the most structured yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy like what are the other stuff that we're checking like average cpc and behavior across different uh geos that's something that you could definitely talk about because like sure yeah you so guys... let me shed some light on that i mean in general us is the most expensive germany and uk you know we have a good amount of clients in the uk and a decent amount in germany and we do track this at the country level unfortunately before we did the call the dashboard that I usually load to check this was not working maybe we can retouch on that in a further episode but I can tell you from experience and just from the accounts we do have, Spain, Italy, going to be amongst the cheapest uh, places to advertise. Um, those CPCs are somewhere, uh, I would say, in the 30 to 40 cents euro, uh, whereas uh, the UK would be closer to, I think, 70, 80 pence. Um, Germany, I think, is like more 70, 80 euro cents. I'm just I'm just going from memory here. One that stands out and notable is Canada is actually like more expensive than you think it would be overall. Uh, I mean, it's not it's not the U.S. It's not U.K., but it's it's more costly than you think for a country with a fairly small population. No offense to Canadians listening, but yeah, we find that that's the case. Uh, the one that really stands out for me that's notable is Mexico. So we have three or four clients selling in Mexico. Two of them are larger accounts uh, for that marketplace in particular. And I can say from memory, because this is something I have looked up recently, uh, the mm -hmm. average cost per click in Mexico is nine cents US, oh, wow. which is which is outstanding. Uh, and so, of course, it's easy to get a good A cost there, even if your product price is low and your conversion rates, you know, just mediocre. At nine cents a click, it, it's hard to go wrong. So, everyone sell in Mexico. That's my <laughs> moral of the story. <laughs> yeah, like imagine that you need I don't know seven or eight clicks to get one sale. That that's not a lot of money spent to get one sale. No, that's not. Even if your thing is uh, I don't know seven hundred pesos, which is like not a lot, it's like still the math of that might make sense. Um, and so that's been interesting to to see. And of course, that fluctuates with time of year and stuff like that. I, I don't have a huge data set to say. I've seen reports from Ad Badger, for instance, presses on. Yeah, I think the average cost per click in the U.S. is still somewhere around a dollar or just under a dollar. Does that does that sound familiar to you, Lazar? I don't know if you guys track that too. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. And to be honest, one of the things that that I want to talk about as well is CPA. And this is like this was like really good intro for CPA. Sure. Uh, CPA is something that's like we call it CPA, but it, it's not really just like cost per acquisition. It's like cost per sale. And we track it in two different versions. We track it for PPC only and we track it for like overall CPA, which is basically how much money is spent to get one sale. Hmm. And we do it for PPC level because like all of the money that you spent on PPC to get one PPC sale. And we compare that amount of money with um oral amount of sales so basically what we divide there is total ad spend with total order items so we we get the information like it's like two dollars or three dollars or fifteen dollars and it's it's kind of important metric to to think about because people usually skip that part and they focus just on spend as a percentage of total revenue that that makes a lot of sense like this is the same thing but like with a number 
So you would mm-hmm. you would know like to calculate in your pricing how much money you should give to PPC basically. Right, and then back it out from there and, and do the math. And I think that that's one thing um, uh, that clients almost never ask about. I'm not sure if they're even thinking about it or conscious of it, but certainly in our in our space, that's something we consider. Yeah, that, that that's something that that we saw as well. Like people usually don't ask about it, and they're pretty much always. Uh, thinking like, wow, we, we didn't even consider about that. But that's something that really, really helps overall. And like when you compare your uh, money spent on each sale and on each PPC sale, that's super, super important. Thanks, thanks, for, taking C- thanks for taking CPA on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Lazarus, take down on CPA. Let's, well, mm-hmm. let's wrap it up. We got, we got just a few minutes, I think, before we hit the, our usual uh, length here, keep people, uh, you know, keep people awake. So we got two more I can think of here on the list. Let me read them off. Conversion rate, weirdness on Amazon, you know, USP versus normal conversion rates, I say. And then ROAS versus ACOS. Um, mm-hmm. How about I tackle the conversion rate? You can tackle the ROAS. We, we'll wrap it up there. That sounds perfect. All right, cool. So conversion rate, weirdness on Amazon. What I mean by that is Amazon likes to track conversion rate a little bit differently. So they have what's called unit session percentages. So how many units are sold per session and then they give a percentage. Now that's going to be higher than what we would consider like a normal conversion rate, depending on what ad platforms you use. But typically, you know, if you buy three units or if you buy one unit, that's still a conversion. So for each unique um, session and then a conversion, that that percentage is going to be lower than USP. So when people on Amazon talk about conversion rates and they talk about uh, uh, conversions and ads, I always have to precise with them like, what do you mean exactly? Because yeah, your USP is going to be it's 29% if you get like a couple of units ordered uh, per thing. Uh, I'm sorry, per order. But if you're talking about ads, we usually come at it from a, from a one relationship. So it's one conversion. Right? It doesn't matter how many um, items they've purchased. Uh, now, where, where that's a little bit different is kind of what we talked about earlier with the average order value. So what's the average order value for ads is that high or low? And that's a different metric than I think conversion rate. What do you guys do for conversion rate, Lazar? Are you, are you still you know doing it in the more traditional manner, or do you kind of use a USP method where it's like units instead of one to one? Well, when it comes to what we are tracking, is more of unit session percentage than, mm-hmm. than like regular conversion rate. So it's it's more in that manner. And like when it comes to uh, optimizing that part from PPC side, you really cannot do wonders there, uh, depending on the, basically what, what's the ad type. When it comes to headline search ads or sponsor brand ads or like display ads, you can you can generate more uh, like higher CTR and like reach mm-hmm. increase that number. But like overall, at that point, you need to have some other cool features on on your product or like. Competitive pricing as well. Right. Interesting. So you guys maybe do it a bit differently than we do, but that's how that's how we get different perspectives on it. Yeah, that, 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 that's the whole point. <laughs> so do you want to finish it off? Let's finish it off here with ROAS versus ACOS. Let's talk about those two things. It's yeah. almost like the same word, just spelled differently. <laughs> and it's almost the same thing, but like in the opposite direction. Like when <laughs> exactly. it, when it goes to ACOS, ACOS is basically your ad spend divided with your revenue from ads. And uh, when it comes to return on ad spend, 
basically what you divide there is your revenue from ads and you divide it with your ad spend. <laughs> so it's basically just the opposite direction. So um, when, when you look at ACUS, you want to have that percentage as low as possible, going lower and lower. On the other hand, like you, you, you need to have like healthy part when, when, where you want to have ACUS because like if it's too low, it means that you're not spending or you're not like um, expanding enough there. On the right. other hand, when it comes to return on ad spend, the higher number, the better. So basically when you see, let's say number five, then it's not, it, it's almost never a round number. It's always like five. Point zero eight right. expressed as a decimal, yeah, typically five yeah. point two, three point eight, yeah, yeah. So it's basically how much money you get in return for every dollar invested. So if if you get number five, it's like for every dollar that you invested, you get five dollars back. So the higher is better. And like when it comes to return on ad spend, you have it in two variations. Uh, one variation is uh, one variation is for PPC. The other one is basically. Um, you divide the total revenue with with your ad spend. So basically, basically, it's just like blended ACUS. Just right, like it's blended ROAS, essentially. Yeah. 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 Basically, basically, that's it. And those are the metrics that we track as well. But like, people usually are not aware of it. Like, people that 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 like seeing return on ad spend are people that have developed Shopify stores and they are used to it on um, basically mm-hmm. Google Ads. And that's right. the metric. Or Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or DSP. You know, DSP is expressed as ROAS, and we're always converting it to ACOS because clients uh, who use DSP are familiar with ACOS and they're more, maybe more comfortable with that metric. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I think that, that we covered like a whole bunch of different metrics today. Uh, and hopefully, not bad. Hopefully, it wasn't too boring for. Our listeners. I think they're glued to their seats. Their ears are perked up. They can't believe what they just heard. They're blown away. Uh, yeah. So I'm confident that's the case. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Brent, for talking today and talk to you in the next episode. All right. See you then, Lazar. Bye, uh, bye, guys. And once again, if you have any questions, send us an email to ask at wildppcbunch.com. Have a good one. All right. See ya. Bye.